passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you for the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the nearly 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. To get this, go to manscaped.com and use promo code Bubba, that's B-U-B-B-A, for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, their shed travel bag and the anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably. And to complete the perfect package for your package, our liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. You gotta have both of those. Start your day off with a deodorant for your boys, then stay cool all day with toner to keep them feeling the best all day and night. These formulations will have your balls smelling like a king on your big day. Go to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer and 20% off free shipping with the Bubba code. Your balls and your lady will thank you. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Hello? Oh, Christ. He's deaf. Hello? Can you hear me? Me on? I can hear you. Beautiful. And we're rolling. We're live. We I hate going in dry. We'll do it and we'll do it live, right? We can't play like music because we're afraid to get copyright struck and all that nice. I mean, even if I were to play like, uh, what's the word? Brain work. A uh, parody song. I can't even play one of those. As long as you know that they're copyright free. Okay. I guess I don't know. Not sure. See, the thing is, like on Twitch, we can kind of get away with it because we're behind. Okay. A, 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 the the replays had to be, you need to be a subscriber to watch them. Okay. And YouTube's algorithm, like, literally catches, if you put like three seconds, they'll catch you. And then the whole show gets demonetized. All right. Well, yeah, we don't want that to happen. Oh, oh welcome to Off the Rails with Anna and Blitz. Um, Sorry yeah, e- for the delay. Even songs that like you go online and say, oh, royalty free. Yeah. Well, sometimes you get flagged and then we're Right. Because I was looking online and you go, well, are you a thousand? Are you a thousand percent sure they're not royalty free? And I'm like, fucking no. Yeah. A lot of songs <laughs> will say royalty free, but they're not. Yeah. Right. So I don't want to take the chance. Uh, I don't want to fuck everything up. Right. So we just go a little dry and just kind of try to work through it, I guess. So when we go to like do a little break in the middle, I just say we go to break and then just silence. Uh, we've been playing the P caper, which uh, honestly, even, even that we can't play probably. Okay. So I just won't play anything. Yeah, I guess. All right. Sorry, guys. Uh, 813-90-Bubba. Actually, don't call in for a while. I want to talk about some stuff. Um, during the break, usually I'm eating aggressively. I, I had a, a small little snack, took my pills. But for the majority of the break, I... Um, I was listening to... For those that are local in the Tampa Bay area... I, uh, there's a, a company, a local company, Cox Media Group. Maybe you've heard of it. I used to work for the company. Bubby used to work for the company. 
Well, one of their flagship morning shows is no longer. And I was getting pummeled with texts during the show that, guess what? Miguel and Holly, which is like the top 40 station, in Tam- one of the top 40 stations in Tampa, uh, they're leaving. And I was like, oh, when does that go into effect? And the person that I was talking to said, today is their last day. And I was very intrigued as to what exactly was said. Um, I'm trying to get my friends to listen and and pipe me in just through updates. So you said that they had posted something on their Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So I went on there and it was about a 13-minute video. So I had to watch it. Most of it was just like heartfelt shit. Uh, not sh- not shit. I do like both of them. I, I know that I don't hang out with them, but I, you know I used to know them personally. But the heartfelt stuff about their last seven years in Tampa, <clears throat> or the seven years they spent on Hot One One Five, and to me, and I don't know if it's to you because you're maybe not as invested as I am because like I used to work there and I like kind of know them. I mm-hmm. I went to Holly's housewarming party a few years ago. Okay. Like so I mean I wasn't expecting to get invited to any parties now or any weddings now, but you know, I, we used to be colleagues and so I'm intrigued. I still follow both of them on social media. Well did I'm not on social media right now. We'll get to that later. But um I am always really intrigued when there's a big radio shakeup because that means changes are a coming mm-hmm. and changes are fun. Changes are the best when you are not at the top. Yes. When something big happens, I go like this. Like, what's going to happen now? Well, especially when you're sitting on the sidelines watching. Oh, certainly. Yeah. But when but the the highest stakes and the most exciting time is when a big change happens and you're not at the top. And the change has to be at the top. That Those are the most exciting changes, mm-hmm. right? Because as Bubba talks about frequently on the show, like radio is very competitive. And it's not one of those businesses where everybody can win. It's not like, say, it's like stand-up comedy, right? I, I'm a big stand-up comedy fan. You can have many famous stand-up comedians, right? Just because one guy or gal is famous doesn't mean that you can't be, right. you know, there's, um, I don't want to say an infinite amount of space for everyone. That's certainly not true, but it's not like there's one top dog and everybody else's shit. Well, that's kind of how radio is, is that if you occupy the morning slot, no one else can be in that morning slot. Mm-hmm. So when there's a big shakeup, it's always like really exciting and, um, I'm always curious as to see what's going to happen. I know, again, I'm not like going to say, oh, these people are my best friends, but I know these people, uh, you know, all, all three of them that were on the morning show. And uh, Holly Miguel is a very successful show, a very successful franchise. Sure. So the fact that they're leaving, I'm like, oh, they must be going to like Chicago or L.A. or something big. Something big's happening. But after listening to 13-minute video... I think they're just going rogue. Like, are they leaving the industry? The, the they just they were saying key words like um, or phrases rather, like uh, we're not the same people we used to be. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, I'm I've changed my mind has changed about some shit. 
Um, I've, I've been through some shit. The pandemic changed me. These are all key phrases of like, hey, I'm not the same and I don't want what I used to want. Thanks so much for the good times, but I'm going to. Well, we know what they're going to do. We do? Yeah. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Real estate agents. Yep. Got it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. Crypto investors. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see. At first, I thought maybe they're leaving for another market, but both of them bought houses. I mean, not that you can't obviously rent them out and mm-hmm. move, but... You know, one of them bought a house, I think, in like the last year. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm really curious to see uh, what the hell's going on. But it seems like both of them, and that's kind of odd when you have like a uh, an on air co-host. They're 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 both hosts. I don't. I I know you'd want to call it co-host, but they're both like seat. Well, maybe Miguel's like seat one, but they they are both like it's called the Miguel and Holly show. It's not like the Miguel show. It used to be. They changed the name. Oh, so it used to be called the Miguel Show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then he's one. He's one. He's 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 the one that like takes a minute out of breaks and stuff. And and alphabetically, it would be Holly and Miguel. So mm-hmm. for it to be Miguel and Holly, right? And that's I guess how they would do it, right? If if it was completely even, they would just go with usually, okay, or like whatever sounded better. But sure. So it's funny because I hear a lot of people call it the Holly Miguel show. I hear it too, but yeah. I think it, I think it's Miguel and Holly. It is Miguel and Holly. It, that sounds right in my head. Yeah. Um. As as far as I've talked about the show and heard the show, and to be honest with you, it was really funny. I, I was listening to it this morning, and there was like a good song on ninety four one. I think it was like Drake or something. And I remember thinking like, oh, they're Miguel and Holly are having a talk break now. Like I should listen. And I go, mm-hmm. ah, but I really like the Drake song. I'll listen to it on Monday because mm-hmm. I usually catch one break. Talking break okay, of theirs. Okay, on the way in. Yeah, on the way in. Well, I guess I won't ever again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so much for that. But I'm going to be really interested on Monday because they're keeping the uh, the like the third. I, I, I he's like a producer, but I'd say like the third, like the co-host. And I wonder what they're going to call the show, the they're, Scotty oh, show. So he's staying there. He's staying. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't listen that often, uh, at all. Um. So I, to be honest, I didn't even know there was another guy until I saw their Facebook today, and he was mm-hmm. doing like the run backwards in the hallway. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? He's a good guy, and he's like spunky in a in a in a way that's perfect for that show. Okay. Um, he's a really good person, Scotty, and uh, he's I've I have a lot of respect for him because he's been through a lot of shit. Okay. Like in the last two years, and I'm not even talking about the pandemic. But there, he had a few months where it was just, I was like, dude, can this guy get a break on mm-hmm. life? And I never saw a post about him feeling sorry for himself or anything okay. and really positive, like trying to bring people up. And, you know, some people think he's corny and cheesy and he's supposed to be. That's his fucking job. Exactly, yeah. So he does his job well. He's like, he's young. He's like in the perfect position. He, I think he's like 24, 25. Okay. Like he's just killing it. And now he's going to, he's about to be the host of a, um, of a major market morning show. Well, like it's fucking that? awesome. Well, they said, yeah, he's going to be taking reins of the show. That's oh. what they said in that video that I just watched. Okay. So I was really curious to see what happens. So, yeah, big shakeups are interesting or fun. I'm really curious to see what they're going to end up doing. And um, ha- I think it's also a little bit odd or unusual when both of them come to that conclusion at the same time, which makes me think 
maybe they weren't so as happy as I thought they were there. They gave a lot of kudos to Cox, mm-hmm. but um, and not just Miguel, like also Holly, right? But because Miguel likes to friends with Cox, um, but I think that maybe they weren't as happy as we all thought because, like, why would you both come to the same conclusion at the same time? You're two different people. It seems a little bit odd, but maybe you're maybe you're moving to a different market. I don't know, but I like radio shakeups. I live for radio drama. It's my favorite thing. So, okay, Go so ahead. if you had to guess what they're going to do, what would you say? I thought they were, I was like, oh, they're moving to a big, bigger market. But now I honestly don't know because they, usually you don't, you if you're moving to a bigger, better market, you thank the city for your time. And you go, I'm really excited about the future and, you know, stay tuned about whatever. Um, but they were saying goodbye in a different sort of way where they had changed and their goals had changed and that they're mm. the, not the same people. That's not what you say when you're on a traje- trajectory and you're continuing what, what you're doing. That's not what you say. Those aren't the words you yeah, say. I, so I only watched the first couple of minutes, so I didn't get all that because I didn't watch yeah. the whole, I just watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Um. But also, like, my thoughts without watching the whole thing was if they're going to a different company and they and Cox knows and they said, look, we're, we're going to be cool. Just you can't mention it. You can't mention it. You're going anywhere. Like, Yeah. No. And, and I knew they weren't going to be able to do that. So right. I was trying to pick up context clues sure. as to what exactly they're doing, which is real estate. Mm-hmm. They're becoming real estate agents. Let's just be real. That's what's going on. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I, else does. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's something that, like... Um, I don't know if so one of them said, like, we, we've shared so much, we're just ready to pull back. That was what Holly said. We're ready to pull back. Hmm. Huh. What does that mean, pull back? That means share less. Do you mean share less, like, never crack a mic open again? I don't know. Can you can you imagine your... Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Go, I, in my head, I was thinking some bad stuff. Oh, right. Pull. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, not, actually not that at all. Oh, okay. Can you imagine yourself not wanting to do what you're doing now can you imagine that where you would no longer want to be i would say what you're doing now is like i don't is a passion oh yeah job like passion filled job for sure um can you imagine not wanting to do this anymore like talk or be an engineer or something where your life completely changes um no, because anything that I'd want to do is still like kind of involved. Would be related with this. to this. Yeah, I, I mean, it would be like engineering of some sort, you know. But sure, like, and those are. I mean, again, those are like your your skills and your specialty. So right. I, I get it. But forget about like doing it because you have to, and those are your skills. But not wanting to do it because I cannot mm-hmm. fathom, uh, a m- me being me and not wanting to do this every day. Right. Now things change because I used to like, you know, fuck. I used to go to clubs and I used to do drugs mm-hmm. and I don't do any of those things anymore. I bake banana bread and make my coworkers sick. <laughs> <laughs> I like consolidating things and staying home with cats. Now, if you would have told me. Exactly. And and that's not the first time you said that today about the show about, about any of us. us. All yeah. of us. Myself I, included. Yes. So. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine, or any of us, I'll speak to the, you know, 192 people on, on YouTube listening right now, and, and I don't know how many we have on Facebook. 4,000. 4,000. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Wow. 
uh, don't look around the room. That's I love it when comedians say that. They'll be like, 20,000 people, don't, don't look around because mm-hmm. there's only 150. But it's probably hard for anybody imagining if they enjoy doing something. Don't talk about the shit you don't enjoy. Obviously, you'd like to quit that immediately. But the shit you do enjoy doing, whether it's a hobby or a job, like being in a mind state where that wouldn't serve you anymore that wouldn't fulfill you anymore like if your drive and your passion completely changes like I can't even imagine like who I would be or what I would do because you know this is probably not brown breaking brown great wow heavy rotation groundbreaking how about that that's better this wouldn't be uh groundbreaking <laughs> dude how did I just acquire like fucking word salad Wernicke's. What? Is it Wernicke's? Is that what the, the spot in the brain? Look it up. Wernicke's disease, disorder syndrome, something like that. Anyways, yeah. you start confusing Ray things. Ray Bradbury. Mm-hmm, just like that. But, um, oh man, where was I going? Groundbreaking. Information. I forgot. <laughs> this isn't good, folks. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Um, Did you eat the poison bread as well? No. Oh, man. I really want to know what I was, uh, was going to say. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's gone. It's It's gone. Not, never to be, never to return. But oh, I don't get it because I was going somewhere with it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess people change over time. It's, it's hard to imagine, though, because you can't imagine yourself any other way but how you are. Mm-hmm. Right now, and if I were to like wake up and not want to do what I'm doing, oh, gr- brown groundbreaking information that I have no other skills. That's where I was going. With okay, this. yeah, right. Like I don't, I have, um, I'm good at almost nothing. Nothing. Um, let's say I'm good at nothing. Uh, not practically, but that's applicable to en- that that other people consider valuable. Mm-hmm. Right. No one's like, hey, we need someone who can remember a lot of birthdays, and I'm like. Hey, I'm right here. Right, before like written word. Right, exactly. That'd be, that'd be very helpful, but Yeah, I've got no skills that uh, that society finds useful. All the things I like to do, no one would care about. And then I got a lot of like side interests, but they they're fleeting. They come in and out, you know, I like I like fitness and nutrition stuff, but like not enough to help people. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I just do it to serve myself. Sure. I don't care about y'all. Do I'm like too much of like a bitch, like that. But I was gonna say libertarian. But oh, that's, what um, I meant. that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> where I'm just like you do you. Yeah. I don't want to tell you how to live your life because I don't like people telling me how to live mine. So I feel like maybe I'm not. Now I I understand people would come to you for advice or some shit. But like here on, on some level, I guess I'm, I know this is crazy, but like, I'm just not a narcissist enough to think that I know it all. And I have the, the best day. I know it works for me, mm-hmm. but what works for me may not necessarily work for you. And you know, what the fuck do I know about it? I, like, that's exactly, I would be like the worst counselor. Cause I'd like give them all this advice, but I'm like, but Hey, if you try, it doesn't work. Like, I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just some fucking schlub. Don't listen to me. I don't know shit. So I don't know, but I'm excited to see what happens with Miguel and Holly. I'm excited to see what will happen with the bone in the next year. I feel like there might be some more shakeups and I, guys, 
I love drama so much in the radio game. It's my favorite thing. Like as much, it's like, I guess what sports brings for other people, like the excitement that sports brings, that's what like radio drama Well, there's tons of me. it. Yes, there's tons of it. It goes deep and I'm involved just enough. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect distance where I'm not in hot water, not right now, at least. Um, I have been the, uh, I've been the, the, what would you say? The contributor, the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. The, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The producer of said drama, certainly not usually with other people, but usually because I find myself in hot water and then, you know, when everything else goes up in flames, it provides entertainment for other people. And that's not fun. No, that's not fun when you think your, your career and life, not life, you know, I was going to do anything like that, but. You, you think that the life you know it is over, and then you, and then you get saved. You okay. get you get saved, you know, and you go, "Wow, whew, mm-hmm. that was a close call." And then a few years later, a year, nine months later, you forget the lesson you learned, and then you you make the same mistake again because you're dumb. But then it turns out to be the best mistake you ever made. Like I can't even tell you. I mean, the W two I got yesterday or whatever. They handed it out. Not going to throw out any numbers or anything, but um, I mean, I would have like dreamed of that at Cox, like okay. dreamed of that. Sure. And for most people, they would look at it and be like, you know, whatever. It's probably not something super sustainable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, a, I'm a single person. I don't have a family or kids or anyone to look after besides myself, and. I live a very low-maintenance lifestyle. You do. Like, to be honest with you, it's one of my favorite things about myself. Because I can find joy in, like, the smallest fucking things. And it it and it and really does bring me true joy. I think that would surprise a lot of people. Because you don't seem like you would be like that. Low-maintenance? Yeah. But I dress like I'm homeless. I know. But, like, other than that, like... But, like, you don't seem like someone who the small things you'd, like, appreciate. And... Oh, because I complain a lot. Yeah. I do complain a lot. But most of that is to be, like, funny or, uh, in true honesty, like, it is to be funny or to get a reaction or to bond with people. Of course. I complain a lot to bond. Like, when you are in the trenches with somebody, maybe, say, like, at my last job, you know, mm-hmm. uh, probably eight, it, an unhealthy amount of the discussion was not being content with what was going on Mm -hmm. and that and you bond like that so that's why i complain a lot blitz i i don't know if you knew that it's 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 social bonding i knew that social bonding yeah okay it's a tactic right that's why you create deep social connections with the people around right that's why you only do it like on here and never privately or anything right yeah never yeah well actually it'd be it would be the opposite i would do it more in private right Oh, and then, oh, in that case, then you like to bond with a lot of people. I love I love bonding <laughs> with people. You're like fucking glue in that case, then. Yes. Yeah. See, it's because it, you guys think I'm just being a stupid bitch, but actually I'm I'm bonding. I'm connecting with people on mm. a deep, deep level. When you com- when you're both complaining about the same thing, when you both hate the same people. The enemy of your that enemy is, is your true, friend. It, it's, it, it, this is like, I'm learning a lot about human, soci- so, not sociology, well, sociology, I suppose, but not so much like America or Japan or whatever. It's just like human nature type shit. And I like, I like to learn about social d- dynamics and how to create bonds with people and talking shit about somebody that you both hate 
or dis- you don't have to intensely hate them, but showing disapproval for something that they've yes. done or who they are or whatever, and you both had a bad experience with this person, it what it brings you together so quickly to have the same foes and to be on the same team. Now, you have to be... Uh, social dynamics is an interesting game because oftentimes when people are talking shit about other people to you... They're probably talking shit about you to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's probably mostly the case. But I do feel that there are different like r- like inner like circles, right? Like your most inner circle and then like your intermediate circles and then kind of like the outer of course. the outer orbits. But and, and if you're an outer orbit type person, like please, please, please. Like mm-hmm. they're talking shit about you, probably. Unless you just you just aren't close enough and they don't really know you, whatever. But um, with my, like, inner, inner circle, there are a few people that, and I know this is going to surprise you, there's a few people in my life, very few, that I've never talked shit about. Maybe three. Okay. Three people that I just, I refuse, even if they've made mistakes or anything, I've, I, like, I cannot bring myself to say anything bad about them. Hmm. Because I love them so much. I love them so intensely. Now that it started out being that way. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was never, there was never a moment. Um, one of those people is is my wife. I call her my wife. Sure, I know. Yeah. The one I went to St. Augustine with. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I just, I just love her. So, so, like, truly love her. It's so fucking much. Deeply. Um, another one is, is my, one of my friends here, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm matter so there's a few people that i just i've I've just i cannot get myself to say anything bad about because i love them so intensely but i do talk a lot of shit with them about other people i bet Ooh yeah oh yeah especially when you both are involved in and invested in each other's lives it's the best it feels so good it feels so goddamn good but anyways um i know i'm going on and on about the radio business i'm not quite sure how interested everybody else is in it but i i fucking love it it's like uh, when I used to watch reality TV, and I used to watch it. I used to like the road rules and the real world and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like that on steroids because you got you got skin in the game. Because if if it's not me that might be getting a job, maybe it's a good friend of mine. Could be Puck. Could be Puck. Is Puck alive? I have no idea. Forgot he was a person that existed. Do you ever, do you ever do that? I I did that last night. I went. I was going through a weird phase last night. I, I feel like I was like partially hallucinating okay me too yeah for uh, shame (laughs) for different reasons but um i was just in a do you ever just you get into a funk and you just stare and think about stuff uh yeah that happens a lot and and last night i just went through um like there was a weird period of time in my life in Michigan and I just like went through all these people that I used to know and like now don't really think about. And I'm like, I wonder what's going on with them. Like friend, like people you knew, like personally? Most of them like people I like, I dated, Okay, you know, in Michigan. And I'm like, not just, I can't believe I whatever, but you know, like there was someone that from a long time ago that I was like really deeply infatuated with and i remember just like thinking about that experience and it was like such a short lived experience Mm -hmm. 
but it had such like a monumental impact on my life at that time. And I was kind of just like revisiting how I felt, like the state of mind that I was in, how far I've come since then, the moves I've made, the people I know now. And that person just occupies, you know, they're just like part of a scrapbook in your mind. Mm -hmm. And then every now and again, you open the scrapbook, you're like, oh, yeah, that person that I was, that was so like someone that occupied at one point 90% of my like waking thoughts. Jesus. Yeah, it was unhealthy. Now occupies virtually zero right. of my thoughts. And it's interesting because you think much like the what I was asking you about your career or like can mm-hmm. you imagine your passion or whatever, but I was like really passionate about this one person and to think how how much excitement that brought me and how much um, devastation that brought me when it was over. And how I, not that I thought I would never get over it, but you know, whatever your problems are in your life or whatever's going on currently, you can't imagine a time where that's not the problem. Sure. And so I was just like, it was just like, it was an interesting, reflective, late night pondering of just like, damn, that is crazy how people who were your best friends at one point Mm -hmm. are now just, not to, not to quote a goatee, but just somebody you used to know. That's just who they are now. Just they were your best friend. Maybe they were your spouse. Maybe they were your husband or your wife and you had children with them. And now they're just somebody you used to know. Like that to me is jarring and almost like brings me to tears, not just because of personal reasons, but it's crazy how that can can change where you you maybe talk about being in each other's weddings and everything, and now you don't even talk. Mm-hmm. You don't even talk, and you, you liked them. Maybe you had a falling out. Maybe you just grew apart. Maybe you just don't care. But that, to me, like is like a sad part of life, but also not because maybe you don't want them in your life or people that you, you say goodbye to or you don't think that they're going to... And this isn't even like a death thing, but... You know, that you think you'll always be friends or you'll, you'll, they're such a big part of your life. Like the, you know, the, like, uh, my past, like my exes, like the, the day that we broke up or decided it was over, I never saw any of them ever again, which is crazy because they're like a part of your daily life. And then suddenly they're just not. And the way I do breakups is, 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 is pretty clean, Mm -hmm. which is the way to go. Mm -hmm. Not bragging, but I'm, I do it right. You you say goodbye and you go well this is gonna suck, um, and some sometimes it does suck. Sometimes it really the first time didn't really suck at all. <laughs> to be honest with you, I have no clue what what he's up to. Um, my my boyfriend from ex boyfriend from Michigan, but uh, I remember the breaking up with him was difficult because I did it in person like a fucking man, um, an adult. Sorry, ladies. Uh. And that's hard because you don't like hurting people's feelings. And even I still like cared for him, Mm -hmm. certainly. But then I remember the next day being totally fine. Sure. And thinking people get so worked up about breakups and they're (laughs) fucking not even that bad. Like it didn't even because I that was my first boyfriend in full in full disclosure. Okay. So I just thought that was. It sucked that day. I went to Whole Foods, got a snack, 
And I was fine. I was literally Do you remember what the snack fine. was? Hummus. Oh. And tofu. Some tofu stuff. Gross. Yeah. It was braised. It wasn't just plain. It was what? Braised. Bits. They would, you know, you could get the. Like cooked? Like. Yeah. Braised. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's a form of cooking, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it tasted great. Okay. And I, maybe with like a, I think it had like a, a kale power salad or something, like a bunch of little snacks. Ate them on my car, cried a little, went home, woke up the next day. Totally fine. What was your car's name? Was it Gary? That was Gare Bear. Yeah. Gary. Gary, and then we had Morris and now Gus. So I remember just thinking like that was, uh, that was great. Like <laughs> literally right. totally fine. Sure. Um, Not knowing that. I was I had checked the fuck out. And when you check out, yeah. you you do I did the grieving weeks prior already. I've, I've done that before too. And there were tears because I'm like I was breaking up with him and sounds I can't use that word. Sounds lame. Mm-hmm. Sounds real lame. Mm-hmm. Sounds lame. Um but I had already grieved him in my heart. Yeah. I was well, you, over it. You broke up with him in your mind a long time ago. Yeah, I I I broke up with him in in my mind, and so I remember he went to Florida for uh, help his brother move or something, and then came back, and that's when I that's when I bought him the uh, the infamous um, the Euro, <laughs> which I guess says it, it, in in like my friendships and stuff that that's like symbolic of a breakup. Like if I buy you a Euro, it's like it's fucking over. Oh. Shit. So yeah, and that's exactly what he had to do after I after I bought it for him. So it was a little bit awkward. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, you poisoned him too. No, 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 no. no he oh. just had a shit. No, but this is this is, it was the most awkward thing ever. So like, I was uncomfortable the whole time. I picked this this guy up from the airport, <clears throat> and I bought him a euro at a uh, it was a gas station slash restaurant because that's I care. Oh yeah, I care. Listen, it was probably his cousin. They were everyone was Keldian. So mm-hmm. I I get him the Euro and I pick him up and I'm like I felt almost guilty, you know? Like I like I tricked him because he thinks I'm I'm getting him bringing him dinner that I love him and care about him and everything. And I guess I did to some degree, but also I'm about to fucking never see your ass again. Mm-hmm. So it was more like a farewell gift. <laughs> Great one. Yeah. So I, I give him the year on the way home. He's like, oh, thanks. I'm driving home. As we're inching closer and closer to his house, I have like this, the, the feeling was building in my gut that this, I need to do this. And I, it was a plan. Like I was planning on having yeah. to talk. Um, but he also had a feeling in his gut and it was because he had a shit. Hmm. And so when we approached his house, I said, hey, can we, can we talk? For can we talk for a second? And um, he said, "Is this gonna take long?" And I'm like, "Probably." He knew what was coming. He goes, "Well, I got a shit." <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I go, "Okay." So it was just really awkward because I dropped him off, and he lived with his brothers and his dad. And his dad, um, I don't think he liked me so much because I wasn't of the Chaldean variety. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be a recurring theme in my life where I was part of the wrong either religious or ethnic group or both when I was lucky. Yeah. In this case, it was both. I was a Jew and not from Iraq. So cool. So I drop him off and his dad is like watering grass or doing something outside. And he looks at me and I look back. 
I don't even know if I fucking waved. I think I just put my car in reverse, which was really awkward, but I was still in his, like, field of view. Okay. So I, like, parked, and then he, he like, came out and, and saw us. My boyfriend at the time runs in the house to shit. His dad looks at me, and my instinct is to just reverse. But not, like, there's a tree that's blocking, so mm-hmm. we can't see. Just reverse. And he's just like, I can still see you, idiot. Um, You're like, don't worry after won't see me again. That's what I thought. I remember thinking, like, why do I care? I'm never going to see him again. So I take the boyfriend at the time to a park, and I just go, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> we've ta- literally talked about how you need to get married in a church, that you need to have Chaldean babies, that you need all this stuff. What the f- I'm like, yeah. we are wasting our time. No shit. We are fucking waste. I'm wasting your time. You're wasting my time. This is ridiculous. You know, and we would have conversations about, we were just not on the same page with values, with anything, uh, tit size, mine were too small, his were too big. It, nothing was compatible at all. And I'm like, you, these are things that you need. These are non-negotiables for you that you've told me. And how we resolve them is we stop talking. We go, what do you want for lunch? You want to do sushi? Let's go. You know, that's how we would just change the subject. And I'm like, well, this is getting a bit ridiculous. Like, you have no interest in leaving Detroit. I've been trying to leave the fucking second I got here. Mm-hmm. You refuse to leave. You still live at home. You're not. It doesn't sound like you're keen on leaving. You know, whatever you, he was also like super jealous and fucking annoying and stifling my personality, whatever. That was, oh, that sounds like a great match. Yeah. I don't think I really said it that I was more, I made it more of about a values thing. I'm like, you gotta fucking admit here, buddy. Like you were not on the same page and you can't even tell your dad that we're dating. I'm your friend. Oh yeah. That's good. And I'm like, this is just, this cannot be done. So. You know, that ended, and we were cordial. I, you know, he was obviously upset and, and leaves, and and then I remember, you know, getting a text from him the next day, and he was kind of like, uh, you're right, this isn't, mm-hmm. you know. And we were fine, and even on my way to Florida, he was, like, sending me pictures of his nephews, and I was like, oh, how's the kid? You know, it, we, it was it was cordial, you know. No, there was no cheating, no infidelity, no, no okay. nothing. So, um, but then, and then there was a clear break I noticed when, um, when I started dating the next guy and he saw. Well, yeah, there should be. He deleted me off everything. That's how it should be. Fair fair point. Whatever. That's fine. No big deal. He just, you know, didn't want to see it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Of course. But it's interesting just to kind of look back and you think about someone who was like so involved in your life and now you're like, I don't know what state they're living in. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Probably still at home with dad, you know, certainly living in Detroit, he's never going to leave. Um, so it's just interesting to think about stuff like that, that changes so drastically. And is that sad to you? Is change sad? Is change... When it happens, usually. But even like looking back at it, is it is it sad? Is the word... Mm. Why is there like a... You know, it's not like he was the love of my life or anything. And I'm just using this as one example, right. but... Why do I look back on it and it's like it's nostalgic, but it has a, a hint of melancholy, you know, it, I guess it's just that, you know, things change and and nothing is 
stays the same and we, you know as humans we like stability i guess yeah. and th- and thinking that something will be a staple in our life forever and that we'll always have this relationship as intense as it is forever and obviously that's not the case that's rarely the case mm-hmm. so when things change you know maybe you you're not being reflective on it and you don't care but then you think about it and you go holy shit like there's so many people that have come in and out of my life and I mean that's a part of being human in the modern age is you know especially if you're like me where you're on the go all the time for the last you know I've been a gypsy the last 15 years I've lived in you know five different cities and essentially had five different lives none of which were connected and to me it's really weird when they do Mm mm-hmm like I'll have a friend from like I had a friend from like Australia that came in and met people in Michigan and you just go what the f-? like it's just it's just like a weird sensation for me cuz well, all you, these people don't know each other. You had that at your birthday hang. I did. We're like different friend groups oh, together. Oh yeah, yeah. All of the same era of my life, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Exactly. And so there was a lot of cross-pollination which makes me happy. Well, my Canadian friend came to visit mm-hmm. and like met Will and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That was cool because I'm like, whoa, like this guy knew me back then. Will knows me now. And they were both like my husbands. Right. And now they have met. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. Now they can fuck. Yeah. So it's interesting. But anyways, sorry, I'm getting in a a nostalgic past life, whatever, sort of mindset. I've been very reflective lately. You're just trying to stay off the whole like poison uh, bread issue i'm i've taken up the um activity of of poisoning Poisoning. people closest to me now Mm -hmm. i don't know why i want to bake so bad but i do i want to i want to bake so bad i almost baked yesterday but i'm like you cannot do back to back like making people taste your shit days that's it's too try hard you got to space it out a little bit on a gotta space it out just kind of take a breath so I don't know why this is a, a new interest of mine, a new hobby. I thought by this time in my life, if you would have asked me, you know, 15, 20 years ago, what I'd be up to, I'd be like, oh, well, I'll probably be married with some kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would be baking bread with cats. But listen, it's fine. We're good. I'm happy. I am. I actually really fucking am. I, I agree. I, like, I can see that. My life, my life is so good right now that I'm... In my brain, I'm like looking for stupid shit to stress about because I'm not kidding. That's and this healthy. is what I'm trying. I know. And I'm trying to fucking unravel. There's a lot I've been unpacking lately. I don't know if this is a mid 30s thing, you know, an end of life crisis, as you might say, because I'm old as fuck. But yeah, well, you are. Yeah. yeah I've been doing a trying to unpack a lot of stuff and clean up a lot of shit, a lot of debris, stuff that I would like to get rid of mentally. But I think I. Have the, that's a luxury because everything else in my life is going very smoothly, okay. which only means I'm getting closer and closer to a pothole. Uh-oh. What the hell is that? That's probably a bit. That's probably a red flag right there that I think negatively about things. Yes, it is. Because the longer things are good, the closer you think about the next fucking drop. The, the happier you are, and time's moved along. I decided, no shit, you know. So, um, not that I'm waiting for that or wanting that, but then I'm like, I was having some fucking weird thoughts. I went for a run yesterday. Maybe not the move to be alone with my thoughts. Maybe not the move. But yeah, I was thinking about like, 
almost looking at some of the worst times of my life with some like fondness where the hell is wrong with you guys um, i swear to god i've not been smoking weed but no you've been smoking crack i I haven't even been smoking crack but like (laughs) do you ever look at times and maybe i'll you know i maybe i'll take some phone calls on this a1390 bubba do you ever look at like some of the saddest times of your life and almost like want to go back there for for a second I think what I was telling myself yesterday was that, like, I, uh, when things are kind of just coasting, when you're just like coasting, mm-hmm. you don't really feel like the intensity of life, you know? But when the stakes are really, when, when you hit a pothole, you feel everything very, very deeply and you feel really alive and connected to the present. Because you're just trying to get through every day, you know? And you're like, man, this fucking sucks. I'm just trying to get through every day. But the smallest wins seem like you won the Super Bowl. Like, Mm -hmm. the first time you don't cry for a day, that is such a big win. Or you get completely distracted and start finding joy in things that you once did. Like, you're returning to your old self. Like, that up is, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was just a, a weird thought where I go, a part of me like almost misses like the struggle of whatever it is. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that when things are really good and you're coasting, that's why I try to like check in with myself all the time and make sure I'm, I feel a lot of gratitude every day because mm-hmm. it's easy when things are good and things aren't really going bad. It's hard and you just get used to things going good. You're the amount of like even something that would be a massive win a couple of years ago is just like every day. Right. So you don't feel that like it's all about the dopamine mm-hmm. reward system. Right. Mm-hmm. So when things are really bad and they start to get just like even a tad bit better and you say you go to like baseline normal, that feels like you're a, a massive swing up. Sure. So like that, that come up of like getting better every day just feels like such a fucking win. And you're just so plugged into the present. Whereas when you're coasting and things are good and I'm not complaining, your 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 brain can't be getting fucking dopamine hits all the time when it's just normal, when it's happening every day. Because then they mean nothing. Right. Right. And I was even discussing this with, with Will when he found out that Tom Brady was retiring. He he took it really, really hard. Um, but I said... Well, as, as a team owner, I completely understand Right. And no, he acknowledged how stupid it was for him to feel this way. But I said, but that's the beauty of being so invested in sports and why, you know, I wish I could feel the lows like you is because when you get kicked down or your team loses and stuff, it sucks. But that's exactly the reason why the wins feel so good. You know, and that's with anything in life. Right. Well, as Tampa fans, we've we know that because they sucked for so many years. And they will now probably return to that. Why? I don't know. Because one or two guys left? Because Aaron Rodgers is coming to town. That's true, he is. You know, let's piss everybody off. <clears throat> but anywho, we'll take a quick break. There's some stuff I want to discuss uh, on the other end about um, some new developments, some new things I'm interested in. 
intermittent fasting can take a back seat, oh, hose, because they got something else. No, I got what? a new guy. Oh, I got a new no. guy. I got a new thing. I'm baking bread and I'm doing this, and I'll tell you um, in a few moments. No, there's no music or anything. Just gonna dry Jones it up. Yep, we'll be right back. Bye. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text for only 15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family and at mint family start at two lines use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts switch to mint mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba that's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Do, 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 do. The number you have died. No, we're back. Hello, everyone. Sorry, just awkward. So I have to makes me awkward come back it's fucking you guys are still there and there's no music so dry awkward just walked into a room that was having a conversation hello i can't hear you at all yeah you're you're four right can you guys how about how about now oh i forgot i put a switch in here oh i was like like, oh shit 
My God. Could they hear you when you were talking or no? No. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, we're back. A one three ninety Bubba. Oh, 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 here's what I was gonna say: is we mm. do need to like actually find some true, real, royalty free music that we can play. Because how can you like test that? Like, is there like a drug test kit for? <sighs> There's really not. But so how do you know? How can you really tell if something is truly royalty free? Good question. You're the engineer. You don't know. Yeah, I do actually. Okay. Um, welcome back to the show. A one three ninety Bubba. We'll, um, find, we'll find some. Okay, cool. Yeah, I need I need something. It just feels so gross. Mm-hmm. I like it. it makes me uncomfortable more than I already am. Um, so I did want to talk about this. I don't know if anybody else is going through this sort of shit or even cares. It, it's weird because sorry. Menopause. Uh, no, I'm actually laying eggs right now. I'm bleeding. Bad. It's like a it was just a homicide in the bathroom or something. Yeah, it's fucking gross, dude. Is anybody else? No, nobody else. No, it, listen. Is anybody else grossed out yes. by their own body the way that I am? Not the way that I look, even though I've, you know, many of you have made comments that have even made my my mother cry. But that's fine. But I'm talking about like bodily functions and stuff. Where because people go, oh, you know, it doesn't bother me when it's my stuff, but when it's somebody else's stuff, I'm like, no, 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 no. I am just as grossed out with myself than I am would be with the maybe less so. It's less. Sure, it's, it's certainly less because yeah, I'm like, less. well, I can't poison myself. My urine is sterile to me. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm going to drink it, but still, you understand what I'm saying. But what? But I'm still like really grossed out. Like every time I bleed, I'm like, this is just insane that the body does this, and why does it have to do it so frequently? Why can't I have a period? Once, uh, every, like quarterly, I got to be every month and mine is very, very regular, which is kind of nice. I can plan around. It, yeah. Very nice. But still, it just, uh, my body like grosses me out. It's disgusting what, what it does. And it's not just my, it's anybody's body. It does, it does stuff. like, that's nasty. Why I got to do it like that? Do me dirty like still, that. But it's still less than if it was somebody's else. Of somebody course. Else. Of yeah. course. Certainly. Certainly. But, um... When you're going through like a, I don't want to say like I'm going through like a growth period right now, but I feel like as of late, probably, it probably got kicked off with intermittent fasting. Okay. Because I'm coming to the, not conclusion, but I've just recently started um, investigating the idea and concept that, you know, things don't have to be how they have are always been. And right. if you start doing if you start making changes on the input on the front end, you'll start seeing changes on the back end. So, for example, like I just thought that I always had to, you know, eat every day all day and I was a grazer and there's no way I could ever fast like a whole day or even, you know, f- skip breakfast, like I could just never do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I started doing that and pushing it back and pushing it back. And now I could probably go on the weekends. I usually go 22 hours. That's what I did last night. You did? Yeah. 22. The last thing I ate was banana bread here. And then I I ate a banana a little bit ago. Shit. Yeah. So there you go. And not just like when you're not feeling well. That's why I did it. Right. But But you know what I mean? So even for me, like I couldn't do it every day, but like not eating for 24 hours would be no issue. Yeah, 24 hours would be a little bit of a push, but like last weekend, for example, twice I did 22-hour fasts. I couldn't, 
if you would have said l- less than a year ago in May, hey, you're going to fast for 22 hours, no problem, I would have been like, there's just no fucking way. There's just no fucking way. I'm way too food focused. I'm way too this. I'm way too that. I need to eat before I work out. Otherwise, I'll pass out and die. It's like, no, well, you don't know that because you don't have that data because you've never tried. So you, you try something new. You start pushing limits and you go, wow, I feel so much fucking better. You know, I'm not as bloated. I'm not as this. I'm not as whatever. And mm-hmm. then you reap all these benefits and you go, holy shit. I was doing that my whole fucking life like a moron. I made one change and it has significantly impacted my life. I wonder what else I could clean up and change um, and completely change my life for the better. I wonder what else I could clean up because there's certain things you, we tell ourselves, well, this is just how I've always done them. This is who I am. This is how I'm always going to do them. This is just how the, who the fuck I am and how I do things and it's never going to change. And what did we find? We found that that's not the case, that we can actually very much change our lives for the better and the worse, certainly. So um, I think the next thing I'm trying to tackle is uh, my OCD is getting a lot worse. It's getting really fucking bad, like really fucking bad. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed throughout the course of my life, and I had this since fucking birth, you know, my parents are kind of crazy, as you might imagine. Is it nature? Is it nurture? It's a little bit of both, guys. My parents are crazy genetically, and then they, they taught me to be crazy too. So it was just crazy. But they are both clinically fine, but I I crossed the line where now I've got issues, you know, it, mm-hmm. where it's impacting my life, not for the, it's it's bad. It's really fucking bad. Obsessive compulsive rituals, obsessive compulsive thoughts, um, things that I find really distressing, but I tell myself like, uh, it's, I can't change it to us who I am. Um, and oddly enough, the, like, the easier my life is or... The less, not less productive, but when things are kind of going well and you don't have actual things to worry about, mm-hmm. you, my OCD just gets insane. I don't know if it's like this weird thing where I feel like I always have to live in a state of anxiety and I need like a certain amount of issues and problems to focus on. Otherwise, I, I, that's how I operate. I don't know. So it's getting really, really bad. And I'm trying to find out like, like why is this getting triggered and what can I do to, to change it? Um, I noticed that, and it's not like I started doing Instagram yesterday, but, or social media, social media, Facebook doesn't really have a pull on me at all. Twitter doesn't have a pull on me at all. I don't have Snapchat or TikTok or any of that shit, but something about Instagram, the interface, whatever I'm spending was spending Like, I didn't even, I know you can check how much time you spend on a certain app. I don't even want to see it. Yeah. I'd be sick. It would be pathetic. And it's not like I'm learning that much. <laughs> I'm watching a lot of the same shit. Mm-hmm. I am, I guess you would say, I don't want to say clinically obsessed, but categorically obsessed with people's lives that I don't know and that don't know me. That realistically, <laughs> the realistically doesn't matter. At all. That's what I'm saying. At all. They don't know me. They're just trying to capture my attention because the more eyes they have on them, the more they're growing their shit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would find myself in my car and, you know, hello, my name is Anna Homo and I'm addicted to Instagram. But I would find myself like after I would get to a destination, I'd park my car. And if I have time, I will spend 5, 10, 15, 20, 30. I mean, I've spent 40 minutes in my car a few, a few times where I've, again, not that I had anywhere to go or be, and I would just sit in my car and just, like, be on Instagram. 
and it was really, really bad. Obviously, if I know I have to be somewhere, I'm going to fucking get out of the car. And I know that a lot of people say, like, oh, I'm just as bad, or we make jokes about it, and um, or they go, oh, you don't want to, there's a lot, people who are a lot worse, they can't even hold down a job because they're just on social media. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not trying to be the worst person who's ever lived with a problem on planet Earth. I understand that. That, you know, it's like, oh, well, you, you do heroin once a month. At least it's not every day. It's like, okay, but I don't want to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So I got to stop now. I, you know, I, we gotta, I'm, I'm the U.S. trying to stop the Russian invasion now before it turns into World War III. So a couple days ago, I go, this is disturbing. Like, y- this app has taken over whatever psychological vulnerabilities I have and is, is exploiting those vulnerabilities whether it's just me like liking to look at things, me liking to compare myself, like the six sort of sadistic, oh, this person is like prettier, hotter, fitter, richer than me, like me looking at that sort of stuff. Um, and I realized that it was just captivating too much of my time. And I go, what if I got those two hours back every day or hour and a half or whatever, th- whatever it was? If I got those hours and I wasn't spending it on Instagram, what the fuck would I be doing with my life? How many days a year am I wasting looking at this fucking bullshit that doesn't matter, that's not adding value to my life, that's giving me some sort of weird, sick fix? What could I be doing with that time that would be more productive and make me feel better about myself? Because honestly, when I come out of like a, it's almost like a trance. I'm sure we've all been in it before. We're just like scrolling, scrolling. And then you go, what oh, What yeah. time is it? Holy shit. What where, what happened? I just felt like I, I just got into the hole and just kept scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I go, this cannot be healthy. And you talk to other people about it and everybody goes, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's, it's not good for you. Everybody collectively knows it's bad, but no one does anything to change it. Mm-hmm. So I, I go, um, one of my core values is that like I'm not addicted to anything. I mean, maybe like working out or something like that, but I'm not, I don't want to be addicted to like a substance or a product. Like I don't want to be addicted to anything like that. That, that's not good. And it's not making me feel good about myself because after I spend 40 minutes on Instagram, I go, I could have been listening to a podcast about the Russian revolution or whatever space time continuum. And actually I could have been listening to me and learn something. Okay. But instead, I watched people eating donuts. Instead, I watched some bitch that's hotter than me talk about shit she doesn't know about. Instead, I watched like, uh, you know, a fat kid falling, which is fun. That's Yeah, that's good. Whatever the case may be. I was watching a bunch of shit that didn't add value to my life in any capacity. And I could have done something better. Now, I've noticed that every time I do watch something that's educational, um, gives me some sort of information or teaches me something new I didn't know before, I really get a deep sense of satisfaction where I'm like, I'm so glad I spent my time watching that documentary. Of course. And you feel good and you feel wholesome. You feel like you ate a salad. You know that feeling when you're like, I was good today. I did something nutritious for my brain. Mm -hmm. That feels good. Me being on Instagram for fucking 40 minutes watching at different... You know, looking at different keto recipes, looking at this fucking young bitch with blowing this old guy, even though I find that very intriguing. It's not adding value to my life. And when I walk away from this situation, I'm feeling bad every single time. I've, I never get off of an Instagram trance and go, 
wow, I'm really proud of myself. I'm really glad that that's what I, I did with my last 40 minutes, you know. I always end up feeling bad and beating myself up. So I go, okay, well, if we're addicted to the needle, then we must not have any needles in the house. No more needles. They're getting thrown out. So I go, you're taking yourself off of Instagram for a week. Now, I'm a week you're like, oh, it's nothing. I know that, but I can't tell myself forever. Right. I need to keep the bar nice and low, like Jordan Peterson says. Mm-hmm. You got to keep the bar real fucking low so you can step right over it, and then you set a new bar, and then you step right over it, and you set a new bar. And you set... So that's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, no Instagram for a week. That's what I said. With the the in, the, the grown-up in my head going, it's going to be longer, but just tell her a week. Okay. And then tells the child, just a week. So I took myself off, and um, I definitely have phantom Instagram syndrome. You just, like, grab your phone? Yep. Just grab my phone, and the fucked up part is that I actually have to use some sort of self-control because it's still on my phone because Mm -hmm. of the Bubba Army. I still run the Bubba Army, but the Bubba Army doesn't captivate me like the people that the Bubba Army follows. I'm not, like, looking at their shit. It's all my own, on my own account. So I just post, and I back out, and it's no problem. Because usually what I was doing is I would make a post and then switch where I, because you can switch accounts, and I switch right back to my account. So now it's just on the Bubba Army. I'm not looking at mine at all, and if someone sends me something, I post it, and I walk out. So I do have to use some sort of Mm self-control. But I took off the push notifications, which is a huge problem, because every time you get a notification, ding, oh, what is that? Ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. The fuck? It's ridiculous. So I took off all those, um, you know, kind of rearranged a few other apps, and so I'm getting way less notifications every day. So I'm constantly, like, looking, looking. Now, have you replaced that with other things? Other apps, other, like, do you text more now or what's... You know what? I do. And I noticed that yesterday because usually I'm getting these, and this will bring me into my new person that I'm following. Okay. But I just, before I even started listening to him yesterday, and it started yesterday, but before I even started listening to him, I noticed because I wasn't on Instagram getting those low-grade, low-resolution, low-quality... Uh, social interactions, which is essentially just me observing. Um, I was like, oh, what am I going to... I start going through my phone, and I'm like, let me reach out to this person. Let me text my mom. Mm -hmm. Let me text my friends, see how they're doing. I start going through the roster of people in my head who I want to keep in contact with. And I'm like, I think that's a healthy sign that I would actually have a conversation with a friend and how they're doing or ask them what they're up to this weekend versus just me watching a stranger who's not getting any feedback from me, mm-hmm. who I'm just watching casually, I'm now kind of needing more social interactions, and I, it's like forcing me to have higher quality ones. Still using my phone, still using technology, but at least I'm reaching out to, you know, my mom or my friend or this person mm-hmm. that I haven't talked to in a while or... Kind of going through, um, I got a lot going on this month with like social stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm asking those people about, you know, updates and planning and stuff like that. So I'm thinking about more of my life, which is what I need. Instead of thinking about everybody else's life that isn't involved in my, like watching these strangers, watching, you know, celebrities in the Instagram space, watching them and invested in what are Mm -hmm. they doing? What are they wearing? What are they selling? I'm thinking about them, them, them. Now I'm thinking about me and my people, which is exactly what I want and need to be doing, which we all need to be doing. Yes. Instead of 
worrying about everybody else, worry about you and your people because those are the people that actually fucking matter. So I not that I'm the type of person to forget anything because I usually don't. Um, but I, I started writing in my little Google calendar, you know, events, things to look up, you know, that are in my life involving other people, of course, but still that actually pertain to my existing reality. That's something I've started doing a lot. Yeah. Somewhat lately is using the calendar. Yeah. I, actually, like here, like, that's what's up right now is my calendar. That's awesome. Yeah. So I kind of started doing that. And it's not so much to remember, but more of like a... Like an excitement notification about, hey, like when I wake up, it'll say today is this day, mm-hmm. today is that day, but you're supposed to see this person. So I can kind of maybe get more excited about things that actually impact my life instead of watching people, you know, double breastfeed their twins, people I don't know. It's that's not I'm not there for the breastfeeding, but I'm just saying, you know, it's whatever. I'll watch this this chick. She has twins, whatever. Anyways, um, so I started. Send me that link. I will. <laughs> Well, I can't because I'm off Instagram. Oh, see, I try to get you. But I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. don't try to suck me back in. <laughs> so oddly enough, I was on, I'm, I'm fine with YouTube. It's not like YouTube. So YouTube is like social media, but like I've n- never commented on a YouTube video in my life. So it's not like that's, that's not where my people are. Mm-hmm. But this video came up with, uh, with ears, with our guy ears. Okay. And it was this video that I'm like, holy shit, this is speaking to my soul right now. I've also noticed with myself another massive problem, maybe other people can relate, is not only do I have a shorter attention span, I feel like I don't have an attention span at all. Like there is no length of time where I need to be constantly, I don't even want to say stimulated. I want to say I need to be constantly distracted from my own thoughts. Hmm. So I just, watching other people's lives, I'm not thinking about, myself or what I need to do or it's like the perfect procrastination tool is looking at other people's lives and not worrying about your own not worrying in a bad way but just instead of focusing on the hard stuff which is improving yourself or doing your work you're just like oh I'm just mindlessly looking at other people so I'm like I used to have a little bit of an attention span and now I don't have one at all that's a problem I can't even read I can barely get through an article without checking my email, my social media, my whatever, texts, whatever the case may be. I can't get through it. I have no attention span. I am unable to concentrate and live like a, there are, I don't want to say completely, but in the mornings I'm, I'm pretty good. But I, I just throughout the day, like once I'm at work, there are no like deep reflective time place slots. It's all Instagram, social media, da, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And then maybe right before I go to bed, which lately, thank you, Jesus, has been a bit, it's been great. I got my sleep confidence back and Good. I'm able to fall asleep pretty easily every night, which is just such a, I don't believe in God, but thank you so much. God bless him. God bless. Um, but I uh, was on the tubes, the YouTubes, looking for something to, to watch and nourish my brain. And this guy, Cal Newport, came up and said something about, like how to quit social media and like work on your concentration or stop distracting, how to stop distracting yourself and, and work, work, work on focusing better or something. It was something like that. And I'm like, Oh shit. That's literally exactly every thought I'm having right now. Um, you know, with my OCD getting worse, I'm unable to get, not almost like unable to get work done. I get everything done. I need to for work, but it, it's very hard for me to concentrate. I feel deeply unhappy when I'm, just scrolling mindlessly on these stupid fucking apps. 
I feel like I'm addicted. I feel like I don't have control. I feel like it's hard for me to stop. And uh, and I'm not saying like, you know, oh, woe is me. They they got me. I'm trying to actively do something about it. So I watched this guy last night and I took notes, which I haven't done in a long time. But there's a lot of things that were really great in the interview that I saw that I want to remember. Um, this guy is a computer scientist out of MIT. So, right. um, you know, Mitt. he, yes, out of Mitt. Um, and so you would think this is the last person to tell you to quit technology because he's some of he's involved in developing it. But he was just talking, and not so much like, of course, everyone's like, oh, it's bad. Uh, social media is bad because you compare yourself and teenage girls are killing themselves. It's like, okay, yes, that's like trite shit we've heard mm-hmm. a lot. But he was like, made an interesting comparison. He said, you know, maybe in t- 10 years or something. We're going to treat giving a 13-year-old phone and, and social media, we're going to compare that to, like, giving them a pack of cigarettes. Like, it's that bad for your health. Really? That now, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, my 13, 17-year-old's on Instagram. So of course she is. Like, in a few years, we're going to say, oh, that's, like, as bad as giving them cigarettes. Like, why would we do that? And not that everybody else is completely immune um, and unaffected by it. It's not just teenage girls. Those are the ones that are killing themselves in, in high volume. But everybody else is certainly affected. So I'm listening to this guy talk, and he started talking about this thing that I have definitely realized on my own, but I like what he called it. But he he called it uh, solitude deprivation. He said, we don't have that anymore. And I'm like, that's like, what are you talking about? We're always... I, are we deprived of being alone? Like, I'm confused because I feel like we're always with each other. But he was saying that we are, we are solitude deprivation, that we don't experience solitude anymore. You're right. It's a solitude deprivation syndrome is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Every waking moment that we have, there's no time for you to be... I don't want to say bored, but there's no time for you to be alone with your own thoughts. Because he was saying, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, if you were in line at the bank, which nobody does that even anymore, or you're in line anywhere, if you're just waiting and you, you know, before the, you know, we had uh, the internet on our phone, before that time, if you had to wait in line for something, you were just waiting in line, sitting, standing with your own thoughts, you're on, uh, you're on a train or something, you don't have a book or anything to read, you're just kind of looking, people watching, you're not talking to anybody. And he defined solitude in, a, in an interesting way. He didn't say it was like being alone. He said it was um, being free from the input of anybody else's thoughts that are not your own. That's solitude. So he said that like you can be with somebody, like say you're on a bus together and no one's talking and you don't have any social media, you don't have a book, you don't have anything, you're just sitting there listening or just what observing. That to him is solitude, like mental solitude. But he said if you're like in the wilderness by yourself, but you have earbuds in and you're listening to some stream or something, then that's not solitude. So he defined it in a very unique way. And he said that we don't have, we have solitude deprivation in our society in the sense that no one is ever in solitude. There's no time to just process your life we're constantly looking at other people getting input thinking what they want us to think so if, if i'm on instagram looking at some hot bitch who's 
hawking, I don't know, like bohemian necklaces. I'm looking at her shit. I'm thinking about bohemian necklaces. I'm thinking about her. I'm comparing myself to her. I'm doing whatever to her, to her, to her. And there's nothing that I'm like that is organically coming from my brain that is gone. And it's he said that that is detrimental to human mental well-being. And it didn't occur to me that like there's no such thing as boredom anymore. You might get bored of doing the same shit, but you're never just like sitting, thinking, reflecting. Because mm-hmm. you always have your phone. You just pop your phone out and use it. Yep. Every, all the time. When you're driving, when you're, you know, I, I think the worst thing that you could do, you know, and I've, I've been pretty good about this, is like waking up and the first thing you do is like your phone. Like that's, your eyes have barely adjusted to normal light, let alone the light of your phone. Mm-hmm. It's just terrible. But I was inadvertently doing some of the things that he suggested to get back to a place of, he calls it, um, deep, deep work. Uh, or like to get into a, 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 the the state of mind where you're able to concentrate deeply for an extended amount of time. Okay. And he was kind of giving tips about how to get there, especially, you know, coming from a place where technology is such an integral part of our lives. Like, this is basically my lifelong companion. Your phone has everything, your information, all of your contacts, social media, the way you connect with people. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, you can live a completely sustained life, not necessarily a fulfilling one, but just from your phone, you can get your groceries, um, anything that you need, household items, you know, so- social interaction, everything from this phone. You don't even have to, like, leave your house. But... Um, he was talking about two major problems with social media is he called it social snacking, which was interesting because that's when you get like low quality social interaction and you don't really, it, it prevents you from doing the real thing of getting like high quality social interactions, which is exactly what I found myself doing yesterday. Sorry. Yesterday? Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. It's what I found myself doing yesterday, trying to reach out to people I haven't spoken to in a while right. because I didn't have... um. I didn't have the social media. But you're still trying to like replace Instagram with other stuff though in a way. But but at least it's more personal. Exactly. So I'm I'm trying to trade it in for higher quality shit. And then he also talked about, you know, the constant social comparison, which isn't good for the brain either. No. You just constantly compare. And it's not like I get super down on myself, but anytime I feel like I ever experience a win, I can go on Instagram and that can be demolished in a matter of seconds because I go, "Oh, well, I don't have what she has or what he has or, you know, oh, I did pretty well, but I mean, look at this person. They're younger than me and they're fucking killing it. I wish I was killing it like them, you know? So all that sort of stuff. It's just the, uh, the thief of all joy is comparison. So I'm trying to hack my brain, trying to eliminate this from my life. And so if you've been messaging me on social media, um, I'm not going to get it. And to be honest with you, that's, that's okay. And I feel like, I've also been told by pretty much everybody in media that if you want to grow and you want to, um, you know, progress, that you have, this is the space you have to be in. Hmm. And I don't think that they're necessarily wrong, but I just, at this point, I go, so what? What? So I'm a little, I'm a little less successful, but I have like my happiness and my like mental capabilities and- and but also, like, so you, quote-unquote, use Instagram a lot, but you don't post on Instagram a lot. No, which is even worse, because I'm just consuming other people's shit and mm-hmm. not even, I'm not even really content producing. Right. 
But then when I do content produce, I'm checking it a thousand times to see who's liking it, sure. who's watching it. It's just, it's not good for my brain. Um, and I've just, I think my OCD got so bad that I, I'm just like, well, try to, I'm not, the only way that I was, I was like, okay, we need to fucking do something about it. Cause it's getting to the point where it's kind of unmanageable. And I did notice that every time I was on, I would get off of social media, I would feel anxious. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to put two and two together. Again, I didn't start Instagram yesterday, but I'm like, well, when when do you feel good? Like, let's try to notate that. Like, when do you feel good? It's like, okay, after I've accomplished something. Oh, well, what is accomplishing something? Okay, well, after the gym, a hard workout. I'm sure you feel the same way. Yes. Or you do something hard and you go, fuck, that was great. Mm-hmm. I feel so good. I'm so proud of myself. I'm killing it. You know, I feel good some days after Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I'm always happy that I went, of course, but sometimes it takes a toll on your ego. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I always feel good after I educate myself and I learn something new. That's absolutely. why I absolutely um, loathe reality TV because I get enough reality TV on Instagram. Yeah, I hate reality TV except for there's one program I like. Guys, he likes Tampa Bay's. Now, to be honest with you, Maybe I watched five minutes and it's a little bit alluring because you're like, hey, I've been there. That's the only reason why I watch it. That's literally the only reason why I watch it. And I I think my tongue started falling out of my mouth and I'm just like, oh, shit, it's happening. Nope, yeah. turn it off. I don't even want, I don't even want to see it. Get away from me. Get away from me. It's about lesbians in Tampa. I'm sure most of you like it. But I decided to uh, to take, to put myself in in rehab and I go, what would it look like if I never went on Instagram again? And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I'll miss everybody's life. Will I? Or will I just invest more in my own mm-hmm. and the pe- and the people around me that actually fucking matter? And maybe I'll be happier because I won't be constantly inundated with how much better, allegedly, everybody else is doing but me. I'm thinking about, wow, they have this and, you know, they have this perfect relationship, even though I know they don't, but it kind of looks that way. Sure. But they have this perfectly curated life, a lot of people, and that's what they're putting out on social media. And I know this, but that doesn't stop me from going, fuck, that is cool. Mm-hmm. That, you know, yeah, maybe they're not having the best time in the Cayman Islands, but they're still there. Right. They're still in the Cayman Islands. How did they afford that? They don't and do it, anything. And it looks like they're having a good time, whether they are or not, who knows? Right. But. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe they're not having, they don't have a perfect relationship, but they're still in Mykonos mm-hmm. and the weather's awesome. It's hard to, I don't know, filter the weather in the background. Right. It's hard to be, you know, upset and, sh- and frowning when you're on a catamaran, you True. know? So I'm like, well, that's such a cool life. I w-. And you go, nope, stop. Stop right there. So I'm just taking myself off, and I'll check in in a week and say, do I feel better? If I feel better, which I'm pretty sure I am going to feel better, that I will just continue to do that. Now, how? when, when did you first start? Um, I believe it was Wednesday afternoon. So it's not even been long at all. Okay. Uh, but I already feel like a little bit proud of myself where I'm like, okay, I was spending, let's say, let's say two hours a day collectively mm-hmm. on Instagram, not in one go, but throughout yeah. the day, maybe an hour and a half. I already feel like, okay, I'm I'm doing something kind of hard because I am still like picking up the phone to look at it. There's no notifications. There's no nothing. So it's just a lot of, it's just a lot of, this is, the, this is the time and the date, but I already feel better. And like less 
Like I can breathe a little bit easier. So I'm like, okay, let's just keep doing this. See where, see where we go. Mm-hmm. You just feel a lot of FOMO at first because you're like, well, these are where my people are. This is where I'm getting all my social whatever. And now it's not there. I told my close friends, hey, I'm not on Instagram. So if you message okay. me, I'm not being a dick. But everybody else, you know, for those listening, I, uh, I'm not going to get your shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You'll have to call in and I and and talk to me there or something. But I don't know. So if anybody else is feeling kind of anxious lately, maybe you want to try doing the same thing. And I'm not trying to, you know, this isn't like I'm a a, a vegan. I'm trying to get everybody else to be vegan like me or intermittent fast or anything like that. CrossFit. But CrossFit's the fucking worst. But I I just feel like it was something I wanted to to share. And if you're feeling anxious, maybe give it a try. You know, we're we're constantly not maybe not Bubba Army, but a lot of people try to do all this these health kicks and yeah, you know, run a lot or something, or go on a diet or do Lent or something, and they got to fucking share it with everybody. Ask yourself why the fuck you even have that urge to begin with. Why do I have this urge to share every moment of my life? Now you're like, Anna, you're a fucking idiot. You're on the radio, and that's all you do. Yeah, exactly. So I I need I'm done. Quota, I'm done. I've given you enough. You just fucking, you can find it elsewhere, okay? I'm giving you enough of me on the show. I don't need to show you any more of the ins and outs of my life. And why do I Why do I feel the need to post? Is it because it's a habit? Is it because I'm trying to flex and show you how cool I am? Am I trying to posture? Am I trying to make you envious of my life? Yes, to all of the above. Yes, I'm trying that's to do that. That's why I do it. Yeah, of course that's why we do it. Look at the cool thing I'm doing. I'm not going to live in the moment. I'm just going to live for other people's moments. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't want to I don't want to live like this. And it's weird because you talk to people and they go, oh, so nice. I went on vacation. I went off the grid. And I feel like so refreshed. Then as soon as you get back home, you go back on the grid. Now, I know some of that is unavoidable because of work. Yeah. But I would say most of it is unavoidable. It's because you're like, well, I'm already on my phone. Might as well check all seven of my accounts on TikTok and Snapchat and Tumblr and Facebook and Pinterest, Pinterest and MySpace and all the and and Twitch and Snatch and whatever Discord, mm-hmm. all these things. Uh, the Snatch app is my favorite. Yes, on the Snatch app. So I don't know. I just I feel like I don't know why I I feel the need to share and and I feel like I've I feel like I'm dealing with the Sackler family. There, it's worse. I would say Instagram is worse than OxyContin. Yes, I'm making that claim. Fuck you. Fuck you, Facebook Metaverse. We're I'm glad you're on Facebook all... right now. Calm your horses. Let's take a phone call. Let's take a phone call. Let's take a phone call. Hi, who's this? Hey, it's Trickney. Hi, Trickney. What's up? Sorry, I put you on hold for a while. I was talking about myself. <laughs> That's okay. I've been listening. Um, I just wanted to touch on what you were saying about how, um, like, when you're having a good day, it's like, wait, this doesn't feel right. Like, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And um, that's something that I've been working on for years because, like, you know, again, when you're having, like, one of those really good days, you're like, wait a second. Something's not right here. This is mm-hmm. not what I'm used to. Right. And, um, but something I've been really into lately is just cognitive thinking and learning more about that and how changing your what, thinking can change what, what your about, life. Well, give me an example of, of cognitive thinking. Um, well, it's, I mean, I've had the same therapist for like 20 years. Oh, and good. so it took me about like, mm, I don't know, 15 for my brain to start to like soak the information in that he was trying to explain to me that, you know, our thoughts, um, you know, have an impact on our on our behavior. Absolutely. And, you know, 
changing and for me my big thing has been changing your thinking can change your life and that's in a good way or a bad way right so um yeah i don't know i just kind of got on a tangent no sorry but no i totally i hear what you're saying a thousand percent it's when you're always like waiting for that other shoe to drop and it doesn't and you're like "Mm." and that's just not a good way to live you know yeah and I was just getting it's exhausting. Sick. I was getting sick of myself for talking about all the negative things about social media, but not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I keep talking about how bad it is, yet I'm one of their biggest consumers. What the fuck? So it was time to start, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. So I'm like, all right, I'm done for a week. I'm just saying a week now because I don't like. You know, I, I want to be able to succeed. Yeah, I don't want to be like, I'm never going to, I'm going to run a marathon every day. It's like, clearly I'm not. So let's start small because that's what uh, one of my gurus, uh, J- Jordan Peterson, talks about. Keep the bar low so you can step right over it and then you keep the another bar low and then another bar low. And then before you know it, you've climbed a mountain, but, you know, just one step at a time. And it's just a bunch of fucking cliches, which I have tried to avoid for so long. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, like. Everything about life is a cliche. Yeah. One day at a time. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Better. Yeah, you even post about and it on Instagram. I know. Oh, thank you for watching. <laughs> what? Of course I do. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it. I mean, it's yeah, it's just life. Yeah, it is life. Ashley, so, thank you for anyways. calling in. I, I appreciate note. it. <laughs> thank no, you, Ashley. No truly, truly, thank you. Bye, guys. All right, bye. Have a good one. But, um, yeah, that's that's what's going on with me and what I'm trying to do. And just trying to not be a fucking hypocrite because we know mm-hmm. how I feel about those people. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't even mind liars and cheaters. I welcome them. Cause I, you always have said that. Yes. I, I, I understand that that's kind of how you got to win in some some realms, in, in politics or in, you life. know, life, corporate life, whatever, just social life. I get that you got to lie and that you got to cheat, and I'm okay with that. But I don't like hypocrites, and I was one. I was just talking about how bad it was, but I was engaging. And I guess I've told myself, well, I have to be on Instagram. And then it's like, and then I start to push back. Why do you have yeah. for work, but you can still do it on your work account and not have a personal account? But how will I grow my media? You're already on the radio. It's fine. Just do it through uh, Bubba Army. But I need to know what's going on with the person that's trying to sell me uh, Snuggies and Crocs. Actually, you don't. And then when you start to kind of have these conversations in your head, she hawks a lot of stuff. Crocs is one of them. But when you start to kind of have these conversations in your head and you get to the bottom of why you have these beliefs you realize that it's it's they're based on nothing mm-hmm. and I, I came to the conclusion I'm like okay let's live a life of more solitude of more me not that I'm trying to be a narcissist and by me I mean my life and my orbit and the people that are and my intimate community of people you know I don't need to be broadcasting to people who fucking I I never talk to anyways people from high school and college that They've never asked me in 15 years how mm-hmm. I'm doing, and I've never asked them how they're doing. But we kind of keep track on each other's life. What do we? Why? Goodbye. See you later. Mm-hmm. You had no value. I had no value to you. Or maybe I do because you think I'm cool. But nevertheless, it needs to be done. It needs to be over. So um, I don't know if, if that helped anybody or if that was just a bunch of rambling. It could be maybe both. 
But if you're feeling fucking anxious all the time and you feel the need to post everything, maybe uh, maybe the problem is you and maybe you should make some fucking moves is what I would say. You want to change in your life? You're doing the same thing over and over. What's the what's the what's the fucking trite thing they say? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of true. So, anyways, uh, with that, I'll bid you adieu. Uh, Blitz, thank you for let us, letting me ramble for an hour, Three or two hours, a couple hours. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Um, we will see you on the other side. Good day. I said bye. Oh, sorry. You want to say bye again? Bye. Bye.